Hello everyone, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports. I'm going to be bringing an album review to this uh, to this episode. We're going to be talking about Kodak Black's most recent project, Pistols and Pearls. It's a 21-song uh, album. It's an hour and six minutes, and it came out um, May 26th, 2023. So, really interesting album in my opinion. Kind of just one of his, like albums where it has like obviously a decent amount of tracks on it but it's all just very consistent um it's not like bad nor good there's a couple like really good songs on this album though um roses is really good um obviously pistols and pearls is good i really enjoy murder mystery as well as stay um but gunsmoke town is really good as well beretta love I like how he doesn't use a lot of features in this. I mean, at the beginning, definitely, there's four features. Well, technically, five features in the first five songs. Um, ESTG's song, Dirt McGirt, was good um, with little cricks. Uh, I don't know. The, the first couple songs were a little iffy, except Roses and maybe the opener. But, like, it really picks up towards the end, I noticed. Um, Down With You is also a really good song. Um, no Love for a Thug is also really good. It's a five-minute song, but worth it. Um, this album in general, I would I would probably give it like a... Nah, I'd give it an 8 out of 10, 7.5 out of 10. I am biased. I love Kodak. I think his work in general is just always going to be consistent and have a different sound to it. Uh, as opposed to, obviously, other artists. And Florida in itself already has its own kind of sound, I feel like. Um, you can safely say that about every place in the world. But, you know, some places have more copycats than others and stuff. So, I, I don't know. I just feel like I hear more diversity out of his um, music that's consistent on, like, a quality level. But, like, yeah, this album, you know, is it his best? No. But, you know... It uh, it definitely does hit like a good like sweet spot for anyone that actually does enjoy, you know, just tuning into his albums and stuff like that. But it's nothing close to Project Baby or uh, Institution or Lil Big Pac or Painting Pictures. In my opinion, that's his masterpiece. But um, is this album better than you know Bill Israel? Maybe, but Dying to Live is better than it. Cutthroat Bill Volume 1 is better. Uh, Back for Everything is... Uh, I don't want to say Back for... You know, it might be just as good as Back for Everything. Um, and it might be a little better than Haitian Boy Kodak. But he's definitely, like, kind of upped his ante when it comes to his albums. And especially his singles. They always bop. But, um, no, definitely Pistols and Pearls. You know, I thought it was... Again, a consistent album with not really, like, any kind of theme, but, like, he's still, it's still Kodak, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're gonna have those, like, bops that, you know, you're gonna throw on in the summertime with your homies or the ladies at the beach, and then there's shit that's gonna, like, really hit differently and, you know, make you contemplate and reminisce, and then there's stuff that's just like, oh, that's, that's fucking Kodak Black for you, you know? Like, he's just... He's one of those guys that'll stay the same because his recipe is working and it has worked. Um, I don't know the numbers that he did. Uh, let me check his opening 
numbers for this album. Um, I'm just trying to see how much it's sold. I don't think they'll be released though. That'll be released. I mean, it looks like it's looking like it did pretty fucking well. I mean, it may have not done as well as back on everything, but I mean, the popularity for it was there. I mean, off rip, everyone was kind of going insane for this album, rightfully so, because whenever there's a Kodak drop, you're kind of gonna be on it, and that's respectable. But again, Murder Mystery probably is my favorite song. Um, but no love for a thug is also like, mm, it just hits different. If you have not listened to a Kodak album completely all the way through, start at the beginning, please. Go to Project Baby and and move upwards in that regard, mainly because you can just see his craft evolve um, to different heights. And when he peaked in that 2015 to 2018 era, um. I mean, don't get me wrong, like, he's always had phenomenal music, even on his first actual project in uh, 2013, and he's actually been in a couple singles prior to that as well. Um, he's always just been one of the most consistent artists, probably, of this decade, but, you know, when it's all said and done, uh, I can safely say that he probably will be on that uh, on that top five list, you know, for at least... Art, like musically wise, I feel like he's got so much more to go, and um, a massive. He has a huge fan base. Like, there's people I know that like if you're playing music, and if it's not Kodak, they just won't listen. Like, you know, maybe that's not good for music, but at the same time, it's not bad because he is a I, I, he's an iconic Floridian figure, if you will. Excuse me. Um, but another decent song, actually, X, X's and O's, it was pretty good. Church on Saturday was good, because Wizda Wizard, um, he's a feature in that song. Balance is okay. Um, yeah, again, there's gonna be, you know, maybe some skippable songs on this, or, like, songs that, you know, it might take a couple listens just to kind of vibe with it. But keep in mind, this is an hour and six minutes long, 21 songs. Um, it just seems like he has—he probably has so much unreleased music. Like, that's probably the crazy part. Like, because he just consistently drops these, like, meaty albums with, like, 20 songs on there. And it's nothing compared to, to like, Young Boys, like, 31 or 33 songs. But, yeah, I mean, like... Project Baby 2 had 27 tracks on it. I mean, Project Baby 2 All Grown Up Deluxe has even more. Because it's a deluxe album, obviously, but still, though. That's just crazy that they have, like, this amount of content just tucked away. Probably so much more. And then, um, Dying to Live is only... 16 songs at 47 minutes and that album just pff, hits but painting pictures let me just briefly touch on this and I know we've talked about it here and there on the show um, and on the podcast but it's 18 songs an hour and 3 minutes I think this is his masterpiece 
if you don't want to listen to like his stuff chronologically, I definitely just recommend checking out this album, Painting Pictures, track 17. Just check out that track. That is the song that got me into Kodak Black. That is the song. I'm not even going to tell you the name. I, I hope you go find it and seek it out yourself. Um, but there is not a skippable song on this fucking album. Uh, from from Day to Day to Candy Paint to 28 to Save You to Tunnel Vision to Core Links and JPay to Reminiscing, uh, Off the Land, I mean, Top of the Bend, Top top off bends I mean there's feeling like he had Jeezy on this album bro he had Jeezy Young Thug A Boogie With A Hoodie Future I mean that alone is an A plus cast that's meant for success uh, that, that album will always hold a special place in my heart as well as Lil Big Pock very slept on Everything 1K vibing in this bit Can I Slade Boozy Badass, whenever he's on a song, it's just rightfully so. Young Prodigy, Perp, Today, Too Many Years, R.I.P. to PMB Rock, for sure. But that album is only 13 songs, 41 minutes, and that came out on June 10th, 2016. Holy fuck. Time is flying. That's the crazy part about music, is that you can kind of immerse yourself into the memories associated with that song, album, or even artist. And you can kind of, you know, hop back in time and, you know, kind of Take your mind on a little bender, if you will. But uh, the 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 uh, Pistols and Pearls album in general, like I said, seven and a half, eight out of ten. Um, I, I can't find any of the actual sales numbers, and I'm sure I'm just not looking in the correct place. But at the same time, you know, I would like to always assume Kodak is going to do good numbers wise. Um, but it's just one of those things where I don't even think he cares about the money like that anymore. Like he's dropping like different and unique stuff at least three times per album, like, there's a different song, and he just did that, uh, little mini-movie on YouTube called The Dawn, and he's playing himself, and, um, I thought that was pretty cool that he's taking different artistic avenues, and I think you see that more and more, uh, especially more and more that he drops, like, he's becoming, like, different, not in a bad way or, like, a negative way, but, like, he's growing and showing, I don't want to say progress because, like, he's always been really fucking good, but, like, he's getting to a new level, like, a new, like, a new platform for himself, like, he's solidifying his legacy for sure as one of the most consistent in the game, and he's definitely going to be one of the best, like, guys to come out of that, come out of that SoundCloud era, if you will, um, even though he was going, like, off prior to that era, but he kind of definitely ascended with it. Uh, in that 2016 area, and I think ever since then, you know, if you take just a couple look at his projects, you know, just listen into some of his, you know, singles and stuff, like, from 2017, and then you pop it on now, it's, it still sounds the same and similar lyrically and sometimes production-wise, but it's just, like, evolved. It's like that, but, like, it just sounds better, but it doesn't hit the same, if that makes sense. Because that older Kodak is nostalgic at this point, and you do nothing but enjoy the shit that he drops now. Because first of all, you know you want the guy to you know be out and a free citizen. Uh, he seems to always be dealing with fucking legal trouble. Um, but again, you kind of 
you know, you listen to his fucking music, you kind of get why. The guy will never change. He didn't change for fame, and he never switched up on his home. Um, I remember Rush's, uh, shout out to Rush, he's a huge Gucci main guy. And he was like, yeah, there was a story that came out a couple years back where Gucci's like, he told Kodak during their production of Bill Israel, apparently, like, yo, you got to get the fuck out of Florida. It's too hot. And he's like, nah. Kodak was like, nah. You can't, you know, like, if you're, if you're made because of something, a part of you that you like, you can kind of attest to it. Like, I get not wanting to leave. I really do. And especially if your family has deep seeds and is rooted in depth with the community. Like, why would you leave because of circumstantial changes when you could genuinely make the situation better there? So I respect and honor um, decisions like from people to stay where they came up from and try and make that work. It's very rare that that works out. And we see those cases, sadly, all the time where, you know, these artists are, you know, killed or, you know, something really unfortunate happens in, you know, a really bad environment because, you know, one would argue they never left. But I feel like that's what makes Kodak so unique um, because he's authentic and he's never switched up. I don't think he's ever sold his soul like some of these mainstream guys. And you can just tell, you can just listen to the music and tell, you know, and and people are like, oh, Kodak cloned. Shut up. No. Like, first of all, no. If you're an actual Kodak Black fan and you just listen to his tunes, like, no. You can see his evolution. You can see his, like, you can relate his lyrics. You can you can tie it all together, like, honestly. And the people can talk about the weight change and stuff like that, but I all I put it up to is he's eating fucking good. Uh, compared to us, you know, out here, we're, you know, we're not eating as good as that, bro. Ribeyes every night whenever you want, shit like that. If you have the money, why not? But at the same time, I just hate that kind of shit. But this, it it really just depends, I guess, on the situation. Because, like, apparently, if we're diving down this rabbit hole briefly, like, Gucci Mane, like, that's one that I don't understand at all. But, okay. And then, honestly, with this AI, you don't really need the, the real artists anymore. So that's going to be interesting to uh, to see how music kind of evolves, especially hip-hop. Uh, where a lot of it is kind of, um, rap in general is kind of based around, you know, a, a lot of it is kind of based around crimes being committed. Not all of it, but um, like the scheming and scamming and, you know, just getting your way to the top. I feel like that would be an easy way for some of these artists to, you know, kind of cheat the system and make a fucking tune that bops, but it's not actually like human made. It's just AI. It's a computer putting this together. And um, I w- I'm going to hate that day when it comes to it. I really am. But for now, we're very fortunate to still be getting really good albums, especially this year. It's kind of been kind of been a sleeper year for albums besides Key Glocks, uh, Glaucoma 2, and um, some of the other uh, albums. I think Future's album as well, and... Drake's was okay. Trying to see what else came out. This, um, excuse me, Future has not dropped an album this year. I Never Liked You came out last year. Huh. Drake definitely dropped one, though. I remember everyone talking about that. Time is just weird. Yeah, Her Loss came out this year. 
No, it didn't. That came out last year in 2022. Glaucoma came out this year. No way it didn't. Yeah, Glaucoma 2 came out. Yeah. Did Yellow Tape 2 come out? No, it came out in 2021. What else came out? Juicy, Juicy J, did you do anything this year? Mental Trillness. Yeah, so there's been some stuff, and I know Wiz Khalifa dropped that album with Riff Raff, if I'm not mistaken, this year, which, damn, he's, he's been kind of, yeah, he dropped Cushion Pussy, and Wiz Khalifa dropped No Stress, oh, these are singles and stuff, I Want a Ferrari was a great single, where is his albums, though? He did Star Power this year. Feels Good is a good song. And Be Easy was also good. I like Chevy uh, Chevy Woods. Definitely not bad. But definitely um, going back to the Pistols and Pearls album. Another thing I did want to just briefly touch on was just the production value of it all. It was, um, like I said, it was consistent, but I don't want that to be the bland word I use to describe this album. It, it is. Like, that is a good word for, you know, the sake of, I guess, the music. It being not utter garbage that you can't listen to. Um, well, there's definitely going to be some bops in there that you're going to fucking find on TikTok and Instagram from a couple months from now. Um, the one cool thing about Kodak Black's music is that, like, you listen to it initially, it's fire. Go run its course for the first couple months and then give it a year. And like when you listen to it again, it's going to be a fucking bop. Like that's just how it goes. I don't know why, but it is. Like it just is. Um, it, it may be because it just grows on you with time. It ages well. His songs must age well. But I just feel like if I listen to an old Kodak Black, especially like one of his older songs, like Reminiscing or um, Drowning or something, like it just hits different now. You know what I'm saying? Like. Maybe it was because of the sound difference. Um, I don't know. It just feels... It feels, like, refreshing, even though it was refreshing at the time. Like, Kodak is just... He's like a... He's literally like a beach breeze. Like, he's just chill. You know what I'm saying? Like, no matter what, like, he can have the ludicrous fucking bar where he's talking about put the crack in her booty and shit. Like, but... It still bops. Like, you and your homies are still bopping your heads in the car. You know, at the volumes at 35... Your bass is at fucking 10. Like, you're having a good night. And it's, you know, some credit has to go to Kodak Black. I mean, that's for sure, especially if you're down in Florida. I know that. Excuse me. But definitely shout out to, I guess, anyone in the making of the production of his music. Uh, especially on this album. I thought it was, again, pretty consistent, pretty cool. Murder, uh, Murder Mystery is definitely the best song. I keep thinking about it. And I actually have one of my little AirPods in right now. And I'm kind of listening to it as we're talking about it. Because I just think it's a really good song. Um, but just, if you get a chance to, check out this album. It's not his, you know, stand standalone masterpiece. It's not, it's not going to blow you out of the fucking water. But it's, again, it's a good chunk of music that 
definitely, you know, you could you could find a couple of bops in there. You can find some songs that you enjoy and um, that won't, you know, that, that, that you'll add to your playlist because I've added a few from that album for sure. He always has the, those songs that you need to add, you know what I'm saying, that will reach out to you because it sounds weird or it sounds unique, but it, it you know, it's, it's a fucking banger. That's just Kodak. That's what he does. Um, lyrically, production-wise, and just when you know, compose it and mix it all together, it just works. And you know, it it definitely has proved him, and, and you know, kind of helped him significantly. The fact that he's able to be very very well off in both of those departments. The matter of just like it's the music sounds good lyrically and word-wise. Like, I can understand it, I can follow it, I fuck with it, but, like, to add in unique and, like, one-of-one type beats, especially in painting pictures, like, go and listen to 28 or uh, Patty Cake, like, your favorite rapper isn't hopping on that song, like, those those types of beats, like, it was just, it was just Kodak, you know, like, he was just him, and I think um, you definitely get a glimpse of that in this album, you do with all this stuff, but... This is definitely not his best project in the past three years, but it is and has some some good songs on there. So be the judge of it for yourself and let me know if you guys enjoyed this album review, kind of just kicking the shit, talking about some of the songs and some other artists and stuff like that. But if you want a group set into this, definitely uh, let us know on Instagram or Twitter at Tea Time Reports. Our email is in there as well. So if you have any constructive uh, criticism or you know, anything along the lines of maybe you wanted to come on the show yourself, definitely uh, reach out and uh, interact with us. We don't, uh, we're not pieces of shit. And shout out to that person on Twitter trying to be a, well, actually, no, you were the first hater that this show ever received. And I would just like to say that, you know, I, I hope that maybe you find a better usage of your time. Um, anyone or anything like, including companies, corporations, or small LLCs, like, have the right to have an opinion now. Um, every major sports organization made sure they posted a pride picture and changed their logo and profile pic to, like, the the rainbow colors because that means pride. That means gay. Um, and it's illegal to not celebrate this month. So I simply just commented under my local soccer team's... Um, I guess, post, it said, be gay, be rowdy. And I said, what the fuck? And then you commented a screenshot of the bio of our show on Twitter and said, not so open-minded now, huh? And I think I responded with, uh, tune in. And then you replied with, like, a meme or, like, a gif of someone saying, you guys aren't for me. And then I was just like, thank you for all your support. We really appreciate it over here at Tea Time. Hashtag Tea Time Reports. Tune in and enjoy. Like, I was just being a robotic fuck. But, like, the fact that you just, like, couldn't let it go. Because I did change the bio as well. Because it said open-minded and genuine conversations take place here. I changed it to logic-based conversations and genuine conversations take place here. Logic-based. How are you going to sit here and tell me I'm not open-minded when I'm literally voicing my opinion against a corporation telling people to be gay and to be rowdy on Twitter, and then you're trying to silence me? It seems like you're the unopen-minded one, you fuck. Just wanted to say that, you know, on record. Um, you know, you did get a response out of me for sure, but uh, 
you know, I, I hope you find a better usage of your time. Um, us here at Tea Time, we actually believe in maintaining an open source of, uh, you know, just intellect. You know, use your brain, be able to voice your opinion, and you're actually allowed to say what you want to say without a filter because we live and actually have freedom of speech, and no one can silence you. No one. A anyone out there. If you're a human being, in my personal opinion, you have the right to speak and voice your opinion. You may not live in that area or that place in the world where you can do that, but I think every person that is born uh, has that right, and I think we need to all start respecting each other's opinions. If you get, if you're a fragile person, uh, then, you know, maybe just stay indoors, but, you know, let the rest of us live. Please, stop ruining it for everyone else. I just wanted to add that in there at the end, but Pistols and Pearls, 7.5, 8 out of 10 for sure. Make sure you guys uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Tea Time Reports, and you guys have a great evening. Take care.